Well, um, we've got a good group here in the Zendo and we've got a good group on, on the screen. Uh, who could ask for anything more? And uh, um, I'm going to talk uh, some more about uh, twining vines. Um, uh, we, I talked about that last week, the um, essay that Dogen wrote called Twining Vines. And, um, and uh, this one will be about another essay that he wrote a few years later um, where he mentions twining vines again and again. Um, just a refresher, uh, uh, Dogen reminds us that, that the original thought of, of twining vines uh, is, uh, means that we get, we get wrapped up in things in our life and we get stuck. The things we get wrapped up in uh, slow us down and become hindrances. And that uh, originally practice was to look at what you were wrapped up in, uh, the, your hindrances, um, and try to cut them off at the roots with your practice, with looking inward, saying, you know, uh, I've got to cut this hindrance off. This, uh, I've got to fix this troubled relationship. Um, and not a bad, not a bad idea, but the idea was pretty much um, uh, uh, cutting off the things that we were wrapped up in that entangled us, uh, cut them off at the roots, so that, uh, as I said last week, we could be this beautiful singular rose, this magnificent enlightened rose. Uh, in the middle of our garden uh, without the uh, entanglements of, uh, of the landscaping of our lives. And Dogen wanted us to understand that, that actually we are of the nature to embrace each other, that there's no such thing as a singular rose without any influence of our other plant friends. Um, and that uh, uh, enlightenment is not about cutting away the things that hindrance us, but realizing that all the things that support us, that we support, uh, even, the, even the troubling relationships, even even the wars that we're in, even the global warming that, that we're in um, are what make up our true self. Um, and so, uh, and I use the example of that, uh, uh, the ivy growing along the back fence uh, in the patio. Uh, there's uh, no one can tell one plant from another because uh, they're all just exquisitely supporting each other. That plant is, is alive and well, and there's probably four or five or six of them against that fence, all entwined and entangled 
but that's what they do. And that's what makes a good, healthy life is are those um, uh, twining vines that make up the whole part of us. So twining vines is, is another metaphor for, for um, uh, our true self is the whole works. Uh, and that's what uh, makes us all up. So that, that's, that's the point that Dogen um, gets across in his essay, Twining Vines. And um, in this next essay that he wrote about five years later, um, it's entitled Eyeball. <laughs> and, uh, and what he's talking about is Buddha's vision, Buddha's view, which of course is our view. Um, when we can actually realize that we are twining vines, that we are interdependent, that, um, that our true self is the sum total of, of all of the people and the beings that have made up our life. Um, when we can see that with the Buddha eye, with the Buddha's eyeball, we negotiate our world with that vision. So, um, so this, so the eyeball or Buddha's vision is not so different than twining vines. Maybe it's, uh, we can see the eyeball as the activity of our lives when we remember breath after breath that we are supported by the whole world that we support the whole world. And what a, what, a different, what a different view of the world that is than just being this singular rose um, with uh, nothing else supporting us. Um, so, um, so in this fascicle called Eyeball, he uh, mainly talks about um, this one poem that his teacher Ru Jing wrote um, about the Buddha vision. And uh, Ru Jing also um, uh, uses the term twining vines a lot in, in this, in this in poetry. Um, I'll start off with the poem. Ru Jing, my teacher, ascended the teaching seat and said, great rain keeps pouring. The great clear sky is wide open. A toad sings and an earthworm murmurs. An ancient Buddha has not left, raising the diamond eyeball. Damn, twining vines, twining vines. Dogen, this is, that was Ru Jing's poem. This is Dogen's paragraph on what that might mean. Dogen says, 
a diamond eyeball is the great rain that keeps pouring. The great eyeball is the great clear sky is wide open. It is a toad sings and an earthworm murmurs. Because of not having left, it is an ancient Buddha. So this, this eyeball, this Buddha vision is nothing more than just this, than what's happening right now. When it's pouring rain outside, that's not a hindrance. That's our life right then and there. When it's a clear blue sky, that's our whole life right there. When we can hear the birds outside, that's our whole life. Um, and that's, uh, that's seeing the world with the Buddha eyeball. And then at the very end, he goes, damn, twining vines, twining vines. You know, even, even that, uh, even my difficult relationship with my brother is the eyeball. It's uh, nothing but my whole life. Um, even even the, the heat wave throughout the world these last few weeks, that's my true life. Um, I don't just say there it is and ignore it, but when I can take it in as not being separate from it, then the activity I might, I might do is uh, for the benefit of all beings, not just uh, keeping myself cool. So, um, so that's how that's how Rujing and Dogen see twining vines and realizing um, uh, our non-separation with our Buddha eye and acting of the activity that we do with that realization is for the benefit of all beings. I've written down here, the diamond eyeball sees all of this as the, just this, sees all of what's going on now as the whole self, the full catastrophe, the complete works. That's what the diamond eyeball allows us to see. I, I like that, um, you know, um, uh, in the book Zorba the Greek, Zor Zorba was uh, uh, quite a swashbuckler um, and Zorba ate up everything in life, the good and the bad. And he said, uh, he said, uh, you have to live the whole catastrophe. <laughs> um, that, that book was written by uh, Nikos Kazantzakis. Um, you have to live the whole catastrophe. And that's, that's what our life is, the whole catastrophe. And as a matter of fact, a Zen teacher uh, in the 70s or the 80s, uh, John Kabat-Zinn, 
wrote about our Buddhist pra practice, he said he called the book Full Catastrophe Living. <laughs> uh, we have to, that, that, it's the whole works is our, is our, is our life. Not just uh, protecting this self, not just refining this self, uh, but knowing that, the, that this self, um, which I temporarily call Patrick, is the whole works, is um, my family, my friends, uh, is the wars that we're in, um, is the, uh, the suffering at the border. Um, the full catastrophe is my life, is this thing called Patrick. And, and, and when I realize that, um, I might choose to, to um, my, my activities are, are aimed at reducing suffering as, um, uh, because I know the full catastrophe along with, along with everyone else. Here's another part of the poem by Rujin. Dogen says, Rujing ascended the teaching seat and said in admiration of the Tathagata's attaining enlightenment. This is the poem. A wild fox spirit hides in the grass for six years. The spirit leaps, its entire body is twining vines. Smashing the eyeball, there is nothing to seek. Deceived, people call it, en call it enlightenment only when he sees the morning star. <laughs> um, Dogen helps us uh, tease that apart, but maybe we can do it too. What do you think this wild fox in the bushes for six years is a reference to? Anybody sing out? Mm -hmm. What do we think? Uh, what do you think, Stan? Well, that's 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 pretty close. What do you think, Charlie? I think Buddha was for six I think that's that, that's that's it too. I think this is this is the story of uh, Buddha being the wandering monk for six years after he leaves uh, his family in the palace and joins up with other wandering monks for six years. Buddha was the Shak Shakyamuni, um, as he was known then. Uh, he was a seeker. He was looking. He said, I, I really want to know uh, what is the reality of this existence? I really want to know this. And so he joined up with the other seekers of his day um, <coughs> and found a group of friends, other, other monks that he hung out with doing this seeking for, you know, what is the, the truth of this life? And um, uh, uh, Rujing calls him the wild fox spirit. Um, you know, uh, uh, 
the wild fox is, is uh, different from the tamed fox. You know, our mind is pretty tamed. Uh, we kind of know what we're doing when we get up in the morning and uh, put on the hot water. And then some of us come to the Zendo. Um, we kind of have, we've kind of tamed our, our wild spirit, most of us. Um, but Buddha went out with this untamed mind. Uh, yeah, and, and Suzuki later called that beginner's mind. Um, Suzuki, or um, Shakyamuni didn't leave saying, you know, the palace is bad. I know what I really want uh, out there in the spiritual world. Shakyamuni admitted he didn't know what was out there. He didn't know what the reality of life was. So he had that beginner's mind. He had that, that untamed mind. Um, I want to look everywhere. I don't want to miss anything. Um, uh, and and, and uh, uh, he was excited about it. Uh, he, that, that, like, like the wild fox um, uh, peering out into the world from, from, uh, from behind the bushes. Um, and Suzuki called that beginner's mind, being open. I wanna know it all. I don't wanna miss anything. I'm excited about this. So Rujin called that um, a wild fox spirit hides in the grass for six years. Finally, he leaps with the entire body as twining vines. Uh, meaning, meaning he didn't he didn't think he was going to purify his life. Uh, when he when he was enlightened, uh, it was his enlightenment was, you know, my whole life is the palace. My whole life are my monk friends. What, what, what's the term, Charlie, for your your uh, for your friends in the Dharma? You, your, your excellent friends. Uh, your friends in the Dharma. His, his whole life. And is that excellent friends? Yeah. Your uh, my my life is the excellent friends. My life is my family in the palace. Uh, my life is, uh, is uh, you know, I was a, a, an attendant to the seven Buddhas before Buddhas. You know, uh, uh, Shakyamuni saw his past lives when he, he says, you know, I'm entangled with, with myriad lives in the past. So his enlightenment wasn't this, this singular purified being. His enlightenment was, these are all the tangles that have made me. Um, I'm not separate from, from any being in this world. Uh, uh, it, I'm not separate from any time. Uh, I'm connected with all time. I'm connected with all beings, just like I was wrapped, wrapped in time and space, um, leaping uh, with enlightenment. His entire body is twining, twining vines. Smashing the eyeball, there is nothing to seek. Um, it's not that the eyeball isn't uh, 
isn't a synonym for uh, enlightenment. But if, if we think that we need to have some special eyeball to, uh, mm -hmm. to realize the truth of this life, isn't that the name of Catherine's book? Yes. The truth of the, we don't have to have a special eyeball for the truth of this life. We just have to know our life completely. We have to be excited about it in the way that, um, that uh, the wild fox is excited about uh, her life. Um, so uh, he smashed that special eyeball, that eyeball that, that's constantly searching for, for, for the real truth. Um, it says, there's nothing to seek. I'm right in the middle of it. I'm, this is it right here. Uh, these twining vines, this, this life, just this life is it, is the truth. Um, maybe I'll tell people that I saw that morning star um, and I had this vision that that star and this ground I'm sitting on was my enlightening moment. You know, that's not so far from the truth either. Uh, people would understand that, he may have said to himself. But, but uh, Ru Jing says his real enlightenment was that um, I'm not separate from uh, all those things that I thought were slowing me down. I'm not separate from all the things that I know are supporting me. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in this twining vines, wild fox body. And that's, that's the enlightenment of the Buddha mind and body. Dogen gives us a little hint here. Inside the chamber of investigating thoroughly. What do we think that chamber is? What's the chamber of investigating thoroughly? That's our mind, that's our zazen. That's our mind and zazen. Uh, investigating this body and mind, investigating all those um, twining vines and saying, could that be my life too? Yes. So inside this chamber of investigating thoroughly, Buddhas leap into the eyeball and arouse the aspiration for enlightenment, engage in practice, and then realizes great enlightenment. This eyeball is neither self nor other. It has no hindrance. We can realize um, Uh, that we're all Buddha at any time, <clears throat> in any place, with every breath. Um, it's not self or other. It's just the reality of what's going on right now. That's our true self. And uh, uh, this, uh, uh, our activities then to save all beings, 
don't become a hindrance. It becomes um, uh, something that we are always naturally turned to. Um, it, it's not hard to pull our hand away from a hot stove. It's just what we do naturally when we, when we realize that, yes, this hand is myself, the other hand is myself. Um, this uh, this um, uh, atmosphere that uh, we're filling up with uh, carbon molecules so intently, that's nothing other than myself. That's nothing other than my breath. What can I naturally do to, uh, to turn towards um, uh, reducing the suffering that, that uh, all that carbon is causing? What can I naturally do? How can I turn towards that breath after breath? He, um, he tells us now a, a traditional story, not, not part of the poem of Rujin. This is more of a story about the eyeball. Dong Shan was uh, one of our early Chinese ancestors studying with Yung Yan his teacher. He saw his teacher Yung Yan making straw sandals. Dong Shan asked him, please, may I have an eyeball? What do we think that Dong Shan was asking for? Please, may I have an eyeball? When he saw his teacher. Christian, right here. Can, can, can I? Can I can I see that cushion uh, with the Buddha eye? Uh, as can I be grateful for that cushion? Uh, can I be grateful for these sandals? Um, can, or, or, or maybe he was uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, enlighten me. Uh, how do I become enlightened? And Yung Yang said. To whom did you give your eyeball away? Mm -hmm. Dong Shan replied, I did not have one. His teacher, Yung Yan, said, Yes, you did. <laughs> Where did you put it? <laughs> Dong Shan was silent. His teacher said, You are asking for an eyeball, but you're asking to be enlightened isn't just the fact that you've asked an eyeball, isn't just the fact that, that this is your question in life, how do I become enlightened? Haven't you already turned towards enlightenment? Uh, Dogen in another, in another essay says, uh, you know, when you start out, when you first come, I mean, 
Damon hasn't been here too long. He's been here a few a few Wednesday nights. We might say that Damon has just come to the Zen Center and maybe maybe he thinks that he's got a lot to learn and that he doesn't know very much yet. But Dogen says just the fact that that you've said to yourself, I, I want to take on this practice. Dogen says that's the whole works. Uh, that's that's our enlightened mind. That's bodhicitta. It's already there. Dogen says, um, you think that you're far away from the answer, but you're actually right in the middle of it. Uh, and and uh, and, and uh, uh, we're always right in the middle of it. How do, how do we get out of the world just as it is? It's, it's uh, uh, when we just sort of say to ourselves, this is my life, you know, how can I um, now uh, make sure that uh, I'm helping suffering beings? When we, uh, th then that's the whole works. That's, that's our whole life. So, uh, um, you're asking for an eyeball, Yun Yan said. Isn't your asking an eyeball, an eyeball itself? Dong Shan said, it's not an eyeball. Mm -hmm. And Yun Yan just clicked his tongue. <laughs> Maybe that means, think about that. Think about that a little bit. Um, Dogen, Dogen tells us a little bit more. Jung Yan said, you're asking for an eyeball. Isn't your asking just the eyeball? What Yun Yang showed is that an eyeball asks for an eyeball. <laughs> it's your enlightened mind that, that uh, takes you to this practice. It's your enlightened mind that sees nothing but enlightened beings all around you. <clears throat> it is the vibe. What Yun showed us is that an eyeball asks for an eyeball. Water draws water and mountains flow to mountains. His expression is an expression of compassion is an invitation, I'm gonna say, for us to journey among all other types of beings. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jung so uh, um telling, his student Dong Shan that, you know, you're, 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 it's the eyeball of you that is asking for the eyeball. It's your enlightenment that, uh, that uh, is pointing you towards this question of your, of your life. Um, and and uh, when Yun Yan reminds Dong Shan of that, that's Jung Yan's invitation of now that you know your enlightened mind, uh, please use it uh, to, to save all beings, to show all beings uh, their true nature, that they're 
nothing, that they're not separate from all other beings. Ooh. <laughs> What do you think that means? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a poem by <clears throat> by um, Naomi Shahib Nye. I'll just read the last part of the poem. Actually, I was going to read this poem after I, I made sure that that we talked about. Um, uh, you know, Dongshan felt that uh, when he said, um, that's not an eyeball. Mm -hmm. Dongshan said that, you know, there's there's something there's something out there that's that's enlightenment. And <clears throat> The other things in my life, like my relationships, you know, my complaining about having to get up so early to meditate in this monastery, that's not enlightenment. And um, and uh, Dongshan wanted him to know that um, wanted him to know that that even those thoughts uh, are appearing in the eyeball, that even those thoughts uh, are, are part of the things that we're not separate from that make up our life. And, um, and uh, when we can remember that, that's when, we, that's, that's when the kind of our vital connection, our vivid connection, as, um, as another teacher said, with our life begins. When we say, even those things that are are difficult and disagreeable. Those two are the fullness of my life. That too is the Buddha's eyeball. Um, that's when the, our vivid connection um, is realized. Um, and, and this is what Naomi is talking about um, when she talks about kindness and sorrow. Before you know kindness, as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to sorrow till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I that you have been looking for. And then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. Uh, and this, this poem is called Kindness. We've got uh, a few more minutes. Um, uh, that we can have some discussion, maybe about times that you, that you even saw sorrow as your companion 
that is part of your true self is nothing but the true self and and how maybe that was was a pivot in your life or or talk about kindness and sorrow any any thoughts charlie question about the first call yes uh, for the end, uh, the left or some, somebody left something um, oh, uh, uh, an ancient Buddha has not left. Instead, he raises the diamond eyeball. Um, uh, the, the Buddha, the Buddha is right there in the midst of of the rainstorm. The Buddha is right there in the midst of of the clear blue sky. The Buddha is right there in the middle. The Buddha is singing along with the toad and murmuring with the, with the um, uh, earthworm. Um, and, um, and he's teaching us with his Buddha vision that all of this is nothing but the true self. Stan. I think these last four years since 2019 have been just that kind of experience for me and for Joyce and our family. In that, we're um, from having uh, transurethral reflex and the prostate so I can urinate and that kind of thing. And then leading up to the spring of this last spring, but through it all, I've gotten so much love and support from Joyce and from this Olga um, that's really seen me through it. And now it's like, um, I'm on the other side, and yet I'm not, I mean, yeah, there's no ending to it. But <laughs> I'm in a place where I've actually never ever been, where I'm really wanting to serve and be. No, I've been there before, but yeah, stopped off. Yeah, you, 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 you've had a lot of health problems these last four years. Yes, and yeah. uh, and Joyce has been your support, and you had it too. The 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 song they met, yeah, uh, has been your support, and many people in the song were helping you. Yes, and, um, yeah, you and Joyce out. Yeah, I know your family. Yeah, I know your family. There's yes, all all beings and the church. Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, United. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> I have one second. Uh, a, a quick one. Yeah, who was it that said, "Not knowing is most intimate"? Who said that, Gene? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Dogen, Dogen quoted that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 try to find where it is for yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Not not knowing that, uh, and and that and that's 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 uh, another term for the wild fox spirit. Yes. It's another term for um for uh, uh um. 
uh, Suzuki's term um, uh, that I said a few minutes ago, uh, beginner's mind. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, is the don't know mind yeah. being so open that always being open. I, I, I just want to I just want to embrace it all. I don't want to miss a thing. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you all. Thank you all. May this chamber of inquiry open the clear blue sky, open the rain that feeds us the rain that we value. And may we, this chamber of inquiry, help us embrace all beings. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. <clears throat> Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to end them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not